it's time for our budgeting basics with Kelly Showstrom. Kelly's joining us today. Kelly, thank you for being here. Nice to hear from you once again. Hopefully you had a nice holiday. Hi, Kelly. I did. Thank you so much for having me. Well, this is interesting. We're talking about myths, right? Mythbusters, advice we've all heard from our parents. And maybe we even talked about this over the holidays as we got together with a lot of our family members. We need to find out, are our parents giving us the right advice or have we kind of passed that time? It could be a little bit of both. Exactly. I think especially around the holidays, we um, get to meet with family members that we maybe don't see regularly, or we get reminded by family members and our parents and our siblings of, you know, are you at the stage of life that you should be in as far as um, buying a house and getting married and paying off your debt? And so this article was from BuzzFeed, and I always get a little bit of a kick um, out of BuzzFeed articles. They have some humor, which is sometimes needed around the topic of money. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it just makes things a little bit more relatable because they talk about things that um, potentially are money tips that are outdated. And I wanted as I was reading the article, I was like, yes, some of these are outdated, but some of these are kind of true. It's the harsh, the harsh truth that sometimes we don't want to hear about. And so <laughs> Kelly, I thought you and I would go over some of these things that um, our parents tell us, or our grandparents tell us, and kind of just talk about, are they myths um, or is there a little bit of truth to these items? Okay. What's your first one? Okay. So my first one is talking about Anytime someone tells me to save money and this person is saying they automatically roll their eyes and of course they would love to be able to save, but they just can't keep up with inflation and it just doesn't seem possible. And I think there is a lot of truth to that. We are in a time with record high inflations. Um, things are expensive and our salaries are not going up to keep up are, are not going up to keep yeah. up with it right but i think at the end of the day kelly we can't just use these excuses and this woe is me and there's nothing i can do about it i think there is always something we can do about it and whether it's temporarily pausing our spending in certain categories in our life to be able to save up some money so in case we do hit this big recession we're a little bit more prepared even if it's a matter of reducing a little bit of your um, 401k, a little bit of your investment to have a little bit more cash. I do think there's always something that we can do. And so while today is a little bit less affordable than it was yesterday, we still can take matters into our own hands in some cases. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so guilty of this with my kids, but I don't do it with other people. But for my kids, I'm always like, for a couple of them anyway, I feel like I set them up for this, right? I set them up saying, you get to live at home right now. You get to go to college you get to get set up. And if you are working part-time or full-time, you don't have to do anything for a year. I want you to put your money in your account. And so they got to like, you know, they got a little taste of how to save. And so then when, uh, you know, we've got, I've got one that now has moved out and I'm like, how are you doing? Are you still able to keep up? And he's like, yeah, it's definitely different. And so now that he's on his own, I probably can't go there anymore, but I was trying to help them get set up for, you know, that day when, hey, inflation is not meeting this other stuff. And at least I've got this little, you know, this little cushion here that mom helped me get when I first got started. Exactly, Kelly. And savings is so important. And as we know, um, investing compound interest, time is on our side. So a 20-year-old investing 100 bucks a month is very different than oh, a 65-year-old yeah. investing 20 bucks a month. But at the end of the day, Kelly, if they are trying to, you know, just pay their bills and get by, I would rather them save a little bit of cash versus investing because that cash is what they're going to is what they're going to need if something does mm. break or if they do like instead of going into credit card debt, we'd rather have that cash set aside. And so um, just having these conversations with our kids and 
understanding their situation, but also, you know, doing a little temporary adjustments to our budget and to our finances. Also, Kelly, your son is a perfect example of he is young. He has no responsibilities besides his job. Maybe now is the time to get a second job. Maybe he just has to temporarily holiday season. Let's work um, a couple of weekends a month, get some extra cash to help keep up with this inflation um, because it's easier for him to do it than it would be for, um, you know, a 35 year old single mother or a family of five. Um, And so other things that you can take into account when you are dealing with inflation. Exactly. I totally agree. And then you can just say, wow, I'm sure glad that I did that. I didn't know what I was going to need it, but now I have a little nest egg because I did this extra work back when I was younger. Exactly. Yeah. So like- the next one, Kelly, is sell your car and get a cheaper one, um, an older one. And then the person is saying, this is terrible advice. Repairs are, <laughs> are unre- and unreliable transportation are a financial nightmare. And Kelly, while technically I couldn't agree more, you do not want to get a $200 car and think you're going to be saving money down the road. But right. I am going to challenge people that feel like their car needs to be three years or younger at any given time, because there are perfectly good. And we've talked about this on air before, Kelly, perfectly good seven, eight, even 10 year old cars that are reliable, that you yeah. can look at the reviews and the re- and the ratings and these cars last 20, 30 years. And to those people that are saying, I just need to have a new car. I think sometimes those are excuses for wanting a new car. And I think we can go a little bit older than what we think sometimes. I think so too. I agree with that. And I just went down in my payment um, and I got a, it's a newer car, but it's an older one. And it's not as fancy as my last one. Does that make sense? Like I yeah, downgraded exactly. in the fancy, I didn't need I didn't need any TVs in the back seats anymore. I don't have little kids. I don't need that stuff. I don't, you know, I don't need all the fancy stuff. I needed something more uh, compact, uh, more gas friendly and things that'll get me around. So I'm saving money. And actually the neat thing is for me, if I keep making the same payment on this vehicle that I did on my other one, I would have this one paid off in just uh, like almost one year longer than the other one. Wow. Does that make sense? So I'm, I feel like I really ended up with a good deal on that one. Yeah. And especially if it's something that is still meeting your needs and it's more affordable, like why not? Right. Right. It is hard to get used to Like, you know, I don't have some fun things. Like I don't have arms, like the seat side, you know, the arm rests. I don't have mm-hmm. those anymore. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> thing, right? I don't have that anymore, but I don't miss anything in the back. I never watch the TVs anyway. Who cares? Right. Who needs all that stuff? Exactly. Kelly. And I think, you know, the more, cars for this example or whatever you item you want to put in the in the in the example but the more that we get the more we realize what we miss and so your next car kelly you're going to say great i could stick with the age the age is fine i don't need tvs but maybe i'm going to find one with armrests but you know making sure it's affordable realizing what do we need versus what are we just kind of convincing ourselves that we want um yeah. and to those people that make a lot of money or they don't have debt, I'm not talking to you. Get the fancy car, right? But I'm <laughs> right. talking about people that are struggling paycheck to paycheck, trying to meet, uh, make ends meet. What can we do to just make things a little bit more affordable? Right. You're not only going to save because the car is less expensive. You're also going to be saving on your insurance. Exactly. I mean, big deal. Big deal. Saving lots of money there. Okay. Let's move on to number three. All right. So this one is, I am so sick of hearing that I should buy a house right now um, just to have one. <laughs> Maybe that was a great idea a few years ago, but houses are currently selling for at least double what they were three years ago. And Kelly, there's some truth to this. You shouldn't own a house just to own a house. I mean, you're a homeowner. How easy is it sometimes to own a home? <laughs> How easy is it? Um, sometimes it's not easy to own a home at all. There's too much work that goes into them. They cost you a lot of money. Exactly. And so 
owning a home isn't for everyone. There are billionaires that go on the record constantly that say they don't even own a house. It's not for them. They have zero zero need to own a home. I'm talking yeah. to the people that actually want to own a home. If you want to own a home, just do the math, go and talk to a lender. This will be free. It doesn't cost you anything. Run the numbers because maybe a mortgage is actually going to be cheaper than what you're paying for in rent. And in mm -hmm. certain large cities, Kelly, this is very true where it is cheaper yes. to buy a home than it is to rent, especially downtown. If you're in a, if you're in a bigger city. Um, but if you don't want to own a home, who cares how much rent is? Because if you don't want to own a home, there is no price to pay for owning a home because when the water heater goes out, mm -hmm. when you're mowing your lawn every weekend, you're just going to be like, mom, I told you this is the worst. I have no idea yeah. why I bought this house. I but don't like you in this stuff. Exactly. But if you do want to own a home, look at the numbers. It might be cheaper. And if it's not cheaper, then you can use this time, save a little bit of money, get that down payment bigger so that it is cheaper in the long run. Mm -hmm. I, I, everything you're talking about, I feel like I've been through all of this in just the last few years, because for me, moving here with a family of four, uh, it was cheaper to get a house. I mean, financially every month than it would have been for me to find an apartment for four kids and a, and a big dog. It was almost next to impossible to find a, you know, something like that for a great Dane. Exactly. But now, I mean, I, I just, I had something that came across my desk last week that said, Rent in the St. Cloud area has gone up 100% in a year. Um, and I was trying to go double check all the facts and it did link back, but I didn't write a story on it because I didn't have enough links to show that because it was from a a, a, a rental company. And so I would have had to go do all the digging research to prove all that. But But the point is, I know so many people that are paying more for rent than they are for house, but it is. What does it matter to you? If you don't want to be mowing the yard and you don't want to be snow blowing, it's never going to be worth it for you to own a house because you're going to no. be doing a lot of it here in St. Cloud. No, it's not at all. There is no <laughs> homeownership is not for everybody, but if it is for you, you can make it affordable. Um, you just have to be a little bit prepared. So, yeah. all right, Kelly, on to the next one. Um, this one is you should have three to six months worth of expenses in your account. And the person is saying, that's great. But when I can barely make all of my bills each month, what money am I supposed to be saving? And Kelly, mm -hmm. we've heard that a time or two, haven't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, we, and it's just super frustrating. It makes you feel terrible about yourself. It's like, wow, that's what I, is everybody else doing that? You feel like you're the only one that doesn't have that. Exactly. And yes, three to six months worth of expenses seems impossible. I remember when I was trying to pay off debt, I was struggling. I was waitressing on top of my day job. And if I even had a thousand dollars in my savings account, I was, I was so proud of myself. And yeah. then of course I would take it all out because something happened that I didn't, that I didn't think about. And then mm -hmm. I would have to use it up. Right. Like I needed new tires. And my dad would always be like, Kelly, I've been telling you for years that you need new tires. And so of course, three to six months sounds impossible, but when we actually break down the math and we actually look at how much money that that is, you need to be saving. And we compare it to Kelly, how much money we're spending in seemingly frivolous areas and frivolous areas is different for everyone. Let's make that very clear. I'm talking about spending money in ways that doesn't align with you. All of that money that you're spending because of convenience, you don't, you didn't plan, you didn't buy groceries this week. So you're eating out every, every night. You don't want to eat out every night. You just don't have groceries or yeah. you forgot to, um, you know, you, you'd, you'd rather just buy new Christmas decorations every year than store them. Whatever the example is, all of that frivolous spending can actually be going towards saving for an emergency fund. And also, if you're thinking I can barely pay all of my bills, then that's the time to look at all of your bills and say, okay, 
how, what is everything that I'm paying for every single month? And is there anything that's negotiable? Is there anything, do I have Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and Disney plus? Okay. If I'm barely making my bills each month, maybe I need to look at getting rid of some of these streaming services, or maybe I need to cut the cable package, or maybe I need to trade in my car because I truly can't afford my monthly car payment. And so sometimes if we can't afford our bills every month, it's truly because our bills are too much. Yeah, I totally get that. And it's no fun to have to look at it, but you might be surprised if you actually sit down and look at stuff and go, what is, oh, I forgot all about this. You might be having a charge or two that comes out every month and you didn't even realize it was still coming out of your account. That's no fun. Exactly. And when you actually track your spending every single month, Kelly, you'll see those things come through and it'll be a big reminder stamped on your forehead to man, I have to call that company. I have to figure out what this charge is. I need to get it canceled. Um, I need to adjust, adjust my subscription, whatever it is. Um, But when we don't track our spending every single month, it's easy for those smaller um, purchases to kind of just fly underneath and we don't even see it. Exactly. All right. We've got two minutes. All right, Kelly, I have another good one here. When I just graduated from college, um, I was venting to my mom about how my student loan payments were so high. She said she understood and that she knew a way that could help me. Um, and then I, she was, this person was really excited. And for some reason, she thought her mom was actually going to help her and drop this big piece of knowledge that, you know, no one has ever heard of. And her mom said, just make double payments each month. That way you'll get rid of them faster. That's what I did. Oh, oh. thanks, mom. I haven't heard I that kn- before. I know. I know. We know these things. I know. And so this Kelly, double the payments. Absolutely not. Especially when you're just trying to get your head above water. Uh, My payments were over $500 a month when I graduated from college. And if you would have told 23 year old Kelly to start paying $1,000 a month, I would have laughed and said, where (laughs) the heck is that money coming from? But if we could, yeah, of course, mom, I would love to pay double, but that's just not how it works. And so use tools There's a debt payoff planner app, one of my favorites. There's other tools out there where you can actually play around with what is your total debt. If I pay an extra $10 a month, $20 a month, how much am I going to be saving in interest? How much more quickly will this debt be paid off? And all of those types of pieces of data that will actually keep you motivated to maybe I can afford an extra 10 bucks a month and it'll save me $1,000 over the life of the loan. And even though you're not moving mountains at that At that point, Kelly, once you start to not be living in that paycheck to paycheck lifestyle, once you can save a little bit of cash, once you're making a little bit more money as you get older and you're making better or you're having better jobs, you'll find it easier to pay more and more and more. And then you will get to that point where you're paying double. I did that exact same thing. Eventually I was paying off my debt quicker than I ever thought I could. All right, Kelly. Thank you so much. It's Kelly Showstrom for Budgeting Basics. You can learn more at kellyshowstrom.com. 